Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Here tonight, chapter 29 of the book of Proverbs tonight. Look at verse number one, if you would, please. And I want you to stay with me tonight. I'm not interested in being long, but I'm interested in you getting what I believe God put on my heart. The Bible says, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Whoso loveth wisdom rejoiceth his father, but he that keepeth company with harlot spendeth his substance. The king by judgment establisheth the land, but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. A man that flattereth his neighbor spreadeth a net for his feet. In the transgression of an evil man there is a snare. And here you are, Brother Jeremiah, but the righteous doth sing and rejoice. By the way, thank you for that tonight. I appreciate that message tonight. Reminding me in my own life, listen, I've been saved a long time, but I want to say this to you tonight. That battle is still real today. Even at my age now, of 59 years old, it's still real today. And I want to tell you this, a whole lot better, as the preacher said, to lean with righteousness and stay away from sin. Amen. You look back at verse number one tonight. I was sitting in my office just a few days ago at home. I have a home office that I use probably more than I do my church office. The church office is mainly for a lot of the church things we do. But I have a home office that I do most of my studying in. I was sitting there getting ready actually for a Sunday week at Calvary's. I'm preaching through some parables and looking through some scripture. And I was reading across somehow this verse. And all of a sudden it was like the Holy Spirit of God. I prayed about, Lord, what do I preach on a Friday night youth meeting at Amazing Grace Baptist Church? The Lord spoke to my heart, and I want to preach a few moments tonight on this thought, the danger of delay, the danger of delay. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, tonight, Lord, for this wonderful church, this pastor, this first lady. I thank you, Lord, tonight. For those that work in this ministry, Lord, we realize to host a meeting like this tonight takes a lot of workers, a lot of underroars, and I thank you for them. Lord, I thank you tonight, Lord, for the songs we've heard, for the wonderful preaching of the dear man of God tonight. Lord, I thank you tonight, Lord, for the liberty to preach. Lord, all I ask you to do God, if you would speak to one heart tonight, and God, you would deliver out of my mouth what you have placed there tonight. I'll thank you for it. And all God's people said, 
You can be seated tonight. When you think about this verse of the Word of God, you can't help tonight but to think about a couple of words that you find here in this verse. I was sitting there in my office and I was looking through the verse and I know I have preached so many times out of Proverbs 29. I have literally taught this book uh, verse by verse and preached it with expository preaching as well. And I know all the men of God that are here tonight have dealt with Proverbs 29. But two words jumped off the pages at me when I was reading verse number one. And those two words tonight are the words often reproved. Often reproved. When I looked at that verse tonight and looked at it in my office the other day, it reminded me of how many times in my life that God dealt with me about certain things. I want to say this to you tonight. I'm glad that I serve a God tonight uh, that does not give up on me when I give up on Him. I'm glad I serve a God tonight that is 100% interested in who I am and where I am and where I'm going, I'm glad tonight I serve that kind of God. Amen. I'm talking about often reproved, often reproved. The Bible says he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck. What does it mean? It means so many times, so many times God said do this or God reached out this way or God pulled at you this way but I want you to understand this and this is kind of an old school message for me. It's just going to be simply three thoughts tonight and they're not complicated tonight at all but it's what I believe tonight we all need to hear. Listen I believe we are putting off things in our lives and we don't have a lot longer to get them right and I believe that we need to get busy doing what God has asked us to do. Amen. And so tonight for just a few moments, I want to preach a few moments on the danger of delay. How many cancer patients could have survived if when the symptoms started, they went immediately to the doctor? Now I'm listening. I'm the pot calling the kettle black. I've just got to be dead before I go to a doctor. But I want to say this. Don't you understand this? I've realized in my life, especially the older I get, when stuff starts going wrong, you better have a check. And I want you to understand tonight that, listen, the Bible lets us know, and I am convinced of this, that we are living, and I know you've heard this, uh, in the last days of the last days. But I want to tell you this, friend, I do believe in all my heart there ain't one thing got to happen for the Lord to come back. There wasn't nothing got to happen 10 years ago for the Lord to come back. There wasn't nothing got to happen 30 years ago for the Lord to come back. But you and I the generation today that is getting to see this Bible fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And I believe we better quit putting off what God wants us to do. I'll give you three little simple thoughts to think about tonight. First of all, there's the danger of delaying when it comes to the call to salvation. The call to salvation. I 
did not, listen now, I told you, stay with me tonight. I did not grow up in an independent Baptist church. I did not grow up with the kind of preaching that uh, you have heard some of your life, even though well, I have to be honest, I did grow up with a good old-fashioned preacher in Brother Frank Hayden to preach the Word of God. But I want you to understand, uh, I, I did not maybe have some of the privilege, but I did hear the gospel that was preached. Listen, I'm telling you, most of you know my testimony, and I'm not going to go through that tonight, but I want you to understand, I sat in a church seat. I was a part of certain things in the church. I was around the church most of my life, and I was 17 years old uh, before I gave my life to Christ, right before I turned 18, before I got saved by the grace of God. And I want you to understand, there have been times God would deal with me and deal with me, but I, for some reason, and I could give them tonight, but it doesn't matter. For some reason, I would not move and I would not go. Well, I'm a church member. Uh, my mama's so-and-so. Uh, everybody knows my family. I've been here. Uh, can I tell you this? I wouldn't die tonight and go to hell over something I thought somebody else may think. If God's dealing with your heart, you better realize uh, he could deal with it for the last time. Uh, and we need to be sure to listen when God... God calls on us. Amen. You know the verse the Bible says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. In the day of salvation I have succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Right now, this night. How many of you realize tonight God already knew you'd be here tonight before you ever came? You realize tonight there are those sitting in here, oh, I know, I understand. This is a back-to-school rally. We're going to get fired up and go back to school or already in school, and we're going to go back and try to make a difference for God. But can I tell you tonight, I do not doubt at all. Right sitting in this auditorium right now, there are young people, maybe adults alike, and if you pillowed your head tonight and you knew without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord was coming in the morning, you'd be calling a preacher, you'd be getting down the side of your bed you'd be back because you know you've got it in your head you've got it in your emotions but Jesus has never really changed your life and you've given your life to him friend I say if he's calling you tonight get saved by the grace of God some years ago before we moved into the gym for our auditorium I'd been at Calvary just a couple of years and uh, we had a service one night where people began to testify. Now, I, I like testimony services. I love them as long as they're not testimony. I've been in services, had God all over, and somebody stood up and killed the whole thing. Amen. Some people just they don't have that discernment. Amen. And so I get real nervous when people stand up in a church that I don't know. I'll never forget. I've been at Calvary about two years at that time, they thought I was the greatest thing ever happened because I'd only been there two years. I've been there 21 now, and it ain't the same. But I want you to understand, I'd been there about two years, Brother Jonathan, and a gentleman stood up on the left side, and he said, Sir, may I speak? And at first, I wanted to think, no. I mean, you know, I don't know if he's part of being a hen's crowd. I, I don't know if he's part of some other chicken's crowd. I have no idea. But I said, yes, sir. And God had been moving and folks had been in the altar and a few folks had got saved. And he stood up and so helped me, he said these exact words. 
He said, I wished I could get saved. Well, I'm thinking, well, hallelujah. And then he said, but I can't. It got deathly quiet in our auditorium. How's the preacher going to respond to this? So here's what I said. I said, sir, what do you mean? He said, brother, I know you don't know me. He said, I go to services like this quite often. He was visiting. I still don't know who he was. He said, sir, I know you don't know me, but there was a time in my life that every time I went to church, he said, boy, inside of my soul, he said, I would feel a tugging and I would feel a pulling and I would get to crying and I would get, just realize that God wanted to save me. But he said so many times, I'd go and i think, well, I can't quit this and I can't give that up and somebody's going to expect me to go to church if I get saved. And I mean time and time and time again. And he said, sir, one night I left and he said, the next time I came to church, I didn't feel it anymore. And he said, and I still don't tonight. He said, I'm not bragging. I'm not saying that to say I'm something different. But he said, he's not pulling at me anymore. He's starting to weep while he's talking. Place is quiet. He said, sir, I'm telling you, it's just not the same. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this tonight. You can be often, often reproved, and God can pull and pull, but there will come a day. Baptist churches are full of people. And look up here at me. I'm not trying to, I am one preacher will never try to get you to doubt your salvation. I get so sick and tired of people thinking they got to get 40 people up in an altar, 20 people in an altar, and they got to say they all got saved. You don't never find them in church. Nobody ever disciples them. But, boy, we love to get on social media and brag about how good our church is doing. I got news for you, nothing wrong with bragging on the Lord. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If you get saved, you'll want to go to the house of God. If you get saved, you'll want to get in the Bible. If you get saved, you'll want to live for God. Number one, don't delay the call to salvation. Number two, number two, don't let this one word uh, I'm going to use in this point don't let it turn, turn you off tonight because it's a word in our day that turns people off. But I use the word because of, because of alliteration because it helps me. Number two, don't delay the call to separate. That word separate or separation, people struggle with that word because we're living in a day and hour today where churches that call themselves independent Baptist fundamental churches don't preach on nothing. Don't stand for anything. Right? I'm so tired of some of these young men getting in pulpits today that walk up in the pulpit and, and just, they don't, they, they listen, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God still gives a call to separate. But the real word I wanted to use was return. I just, Use the word separate. What do I mean by that? You've got to separate sometimes for the stuff that you're in. Amen. Listen. 
And the prodigal of Luke 15, as Brother Jeremiah talked about, was in a place known as a hog pen. It had got that bad. But I love the phrase, and we've all preached on it. The Bible said when he came to himself, he realized where he was at wasn't doing him any good. He realized where he was at wasn't getting any better. Oh, happy day it is in your life when you realize what the devil has is not any good, but what the Father has is a whole lot better what a happy day that is. So he went home. He separated. He returned. There was another young man by the name of Lot. Lot pitched his tent. Now you listen to me. He pitched his tent toward the gate of Sodom. He did not start out in Sodom. He just started looking at Sodom. Right? I realize, Brother Barker, we're becoming dinosaurs in our day. But I still believe in preaching one thing. If you own the porch, you better get back in the house. Preacher, what do you mean? There had to come a day in the life of the prodigal. And we know how Lot saw this world because Abraham didn't wait on God and he drew with his young nephew with him. Understand that Lot, he wasn't like, listen, that prodigal said, I got to get out of here. But Lot, Lot done stayed so long. He done delayed so long. It cost him everything. Listen to me tonight. I've been pastoring Baptist churches a lot of years. Two of them. A lot of years. And I'm going to say something to you tonight. I've watched people come back in that stayed too long. They delayed. They stayed too long. Are you listening? A call to separate You know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what happened. Lot left a lot of people behind he loved because, because Lot stayed too long. It's a danger of delay. Danger of delay. Number one, because of the call to salvation. Number two, because of the call to separate. To separate. Let me tell you something. If you're being enticed, pulled in any way at all away from what you've been raised in, what you've been around. I'm telling you, if you ever get there, it ain't as easy to get out as you think. I deal in my ministry with crack addicts and drug addicts and alcoholics and I deal even in our area with a lot of prostitutes, a lot of stuff in our area and you'd be surprised how many of those people will say to you, I grew up in church I used to go every Sunday I I believe I'm saved then I say, what in the world are you doing living like that? Preacher, I didn't plan on staying that long I didn't plan on being gone that long but I just can't get out Listen, I'm nobody tonight, but listen to what I'm telling you. I was sitting in my office at home. When I get a call from someone like Brother Jonathan Barker, any church God gives me the privilege to go into, especially churches that have vision. 
I was sitting in the office and said, Lord, and this, I hadn't prayed it the particular day God gave me this. It had been before. But I said, Lord, please give me something for that meeting. My, some of my kids will be there, you know, the ones that ain't got to work and don't care. And I said, the ones that come, some of them will be there. And, and I said, I want to give them something when they're there. But I also want to give everybody comes. I just don't want to go. I'm not, this is just not about a meeting for me. I'm way beyond that stuff. I love being at home, I'll be honest with you. I thank God for evangelists. I'm glad God lets me preach out, and I appreciate that. But, boy, sometimes I love being at home, and especially, listen, there's some churches I start crying the first night of the meeting because I got to be there the whole week, especially on a Wednesday night when I know my church is going on and I know what it's like, and I'm sitting there thinking, my soul, here I am preaching for Jack Frost, the pastor of Deep Freeze Baptist Church, and I could be somewhere else. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, don't let the wall pull you away from what God's given you. Amen. So while I was sitting there, and the reason I say that tonight, I know I'm lying about the 20 minutes, but I'm about done. No, I'm not. Not yet. I'm getting close to the line. Listen to me tonight, number three. Now is there a danger of delaying when it comes to salvation? I'm going to tell you this tonight. If you don't know for sure that you're saved, can I tell you a secret tonight? You ought to get up here. There's a young man here tonight in our service. He sung with the group Sunday. He's a teenager tonight. I've known him his whole life. Been his pastor his whole life. His mom and dad are here tonight. Fine young man, as far as I'm concerned, fine young man. I mean, I've never had a people of a problem out of him whatsoever. Sit on the front row church. Never had a problem. Praise God one Sunday, God broke him. Brought him down to an altar. He said, preacher, I need to get saved. God changed his life. God changed his life. Don't let the Satan lie to you. Call to salvation. Number two, there's a call to separate. But there's one other thing I want to mention. I'll be done tonight. There's a call to share. Don't wait till it's too late. Did you know that most of the people that visit Calvary Baptist Church on a weekly basis do not come because of our website, do not come because of Facebook, but most of them that visit come because somebody in that church gets a burden for them and says, you ought to come, and I want you to come to church with me. we got to learn what personal evangelism is all about and reach people with the gospel. If your preacher is not preaching enough sinners, it's your fault. Invite them in. You work with them. You're around them every day. Remember tonight I'm preaching on don't delay. Number three, real quick, listen. A call to share. The Bible says in Ezekiel 22, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. There's a verse we use many times about blood being on our hand, about not warning. And I understand, but there is a context of that chapter. But I do understand tonight that God's trying to tell us we better share. We, we better not. We better, we better get over our, our scaredness and we better get over what people are going to think about us. I, listen, I have preached to teenagers for years. 
and I'm still get calls for youth meetings. I don't know why, but I preached to teenagers for years. The only thing I can figure is, is what God did in my heart the very first time God uh, sent me to a youth meeting, and I have a burden for young people, but 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 I, I want you to understand something tonight. Uh, what we, we're not going to get them there if we don't share the gospel with them. How do you share that gospel? You share that gospel with your life. You live right. You share that gospel with your lips. You speak right. You share that gospel with your love. You love right. Why don't you listen tonight? Several years ago, when I was pastoring in Burlington, we had an evangelist working out of our church. He preached quite often back then. Back then, when I pastored there 14 years, I probably didn't preach two meetings a year back then. But he preached a lot and was out. He come in one week to tell me something happened. I could tell he was really broken over it. I could see something really had happened. So we sat out in my office. We began to talk. He said, Preacher, I had something happen this last week. And he said, I, I haven't had anything to ever happen to me like this in my life. And it's never going to happen again. I said, what is it? He said, before the meeting, the pastor took us out to a restaurant. We went out to a restaurant to eat. Sat out and said, a young lady, young girl, I assume she was in her 20s, came to wait on the table. He said, as soon as she came to the table, it's almost like the Holy Spirit of God said, you need to witness to her. You need to witness to her. He said, it wasn't that I didn't care, preacher, but he said, we got to talking and fellowshipping and laughing. He said, but I thought as soon as she comes back over here and get ready to leave, I'm going to give her a track, talk to her about the Lord. said, another lady walked over to him. And he said, ma'am, where's the young lady waiting on us? And she said, well, she just got off work a little while ago, so I'm covering up for her. So they paid for their meal. They got in the car. The church was a few miles down the road, he said, but she came through a four-way intersection on the way to church that young lady that had waited on his table and he was telling me this broken. This wasn't some story. I heard. Someone was in my church. He said, preacher, we got to the stop, close to the stop sign. You could see lights flashing everywhere. He said, that young lady that had waited on our table was dead in the middle of an intersection in a car wreck. And he said, the Holy Ghost said immediately to me, the next time I tell you to talk to somebody about Jesus, do it. I was saying earlier, I've had the privilege of preaching to young people, and every now and then they come back and they say some interesting things to me. I had one young girl in our church come back, and she said, Preacher, I need help. I'm getting picked on in school. I said, What's wrong? She said, Well, they're calling me a Bible thumper and a Jesus freak and all that. And I said, Okay, now what's wrong? I said, do you not know what kind of compliment that is? At least they're not calling you some of the other things they could be calling you. Don't be afraid to share the gospel. Don't be ashamed. In the conclusion tonight, let me ask you this. What is the danger tonight in delay? Well, this is it. If we delay salvation, we're going to be damned forever. If we delay separation, we're going to be disappointed. 
we don't get out of what we're in. If we delay sharing, we're going to be discourteous. We're not going to tell people what they need to know. Sitting in this building tonight, there are two types of people, saints and ain'ts. You're saved or you're not? A preacher, I go to so-and-so church. Yeah, I go to Toyota ship, but it does not make me a Highlander. I got news for you. If we're really saved as we ought to be saved, I'm trying to convict, come figure out where all them saved people are sometime on Sundays. I'm going to ask you a question tonight. Has God been tugging at you? Preacher, you, you, you're, you're at a youth meeting. We all understand that. But I also understand this. If you can't pillow that head tonight, I don't care if you're an adult, teenager, youth leader, whoever you are. If you can't pillow your head tonight, no, not a doubt. you're on your way to heaven. If he's tugging, he may not tug tomorrow. He may not tug tomorrow. Brother Jeremy, could you come to the piano for me, preacher? Thank you so much. Just play when you're ready. Are you with me tonight? You're done. Listen. If you're here tonight, and you're somewhere you shouldn't be. You say, wait a minute, preacher. I am in church every week. You know you can have your body in church but not be in church. You can be living a secret life. You can be on the porch looking at, boy, when I get out of here. Because what you look at as rules in your home, as prison, what they really are is bars of love keeping you out of trouble. But don't you listen to me tonight. If you're a young person in here tonight, and Brother Jeremiah preached it so well, you got to go toward righteousness. You cannot, as a young Christian, young person, straddle the fence. It's either go with God or you're going to stumble. Don't delay. Don't delay. And then, can I say this tonight? I'm glad I'm going to heaven. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. Brother Jonathan Barker, I'm glad you're going to heaven. Miss Rebecca Barker, I'm glad you're going, you're going to heaven. But I know people in my own family that I run across every day of my life. You got friends. Some of you got a mama, daddy, a sibling, somebody in your life, and you honestly know they're not saved. They don't know God. You know what's going to happen if you keep delaying getting a burden for them? i tell you what I'd do tonight. I'd find my way here in a few minutes out of a seat and I'd call their name one more time. 
I preach to people that have died and went to hell. I preach their funerals. Brother Barker, you preach their funerals. Nothing is as hard. I've had family members look at me and say to me, Sister Barker, say to me, tell me everything's all right. And they knew it couldn't. One lady, I watched her husband die and slip off into hell. And there was no doubt. He was literally pulling his knees up toward his chest like he was sliding off into hell when the last time I saw him. She kept saying to me, Preacher, tell me it's all right. Don't you listen. I wanted to look at her. I didn't do it just because I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do at the time. But I wanted to look at her and ask her, why weren't you, why weren't you this burdened about him before this ever happened? Because you delayed. You delayed. Stand to your feet.